Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three crorgau Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue diving deep for the Marine News as they always do every Sunday at eleven thirty till noon if you're listening live. And I think we've got to say that shows for them. Um, part of the undersea community, um, Crown of Thorns and Little Fishes from Babylon. 3CR, broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants, paying respects to elders past and present, and acknowledging our LGBTI Indigenous elders, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around our land. Welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. Well, um, at the time of recording this program. Did I just say this program is not live, 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 live? It's recorded, recorded, something like that. Well, still haven't quite got a confirmed set of numbers in the House of Representatives. And, well, um, what are they as I look? Um, Sort of Coalition 74, Labor 71 at the time of recording. Um, Sadly, I suppose for most 3CR listeners would be fair to say puts the Coalition ahead. And if they, I mean, given that... Bob Catter is um, obviously not likely to side with Labor, 75. Andrew Wilkie um, has said he wouldn't um, work with Malcolm Turnbull, which makes it 75, 72. The three, um, obviously the Greens, more likely, you would think, to go with Labor, 75, 73, which means the the swingers, so to speak, um, are um, Rebecca Sharkey of Nick Xenophon um, Party, NXT, um, WWE, no, NXT, and also, of course, um, the other um, part of the situation being um, Kathy McGowan up in Indy. Now, um, depending on how the numbers fall, uh, as I say, this is being recorded earlier than today, so you may know more than me by now. Um, pretty interesting, but it's, I just have to say the last week since the election has been somewhat fascinating. Well, I, I just think there's something really that doesn't add up here. In the end, the seats will fall where they are. It's a fair system in one sense. But I really can't help feeling that the Turnbull government, if that's what we end up with at any time, is already a lame duck government. If it gets to 76, technically, yes, it has a majority, but he's got the right wing within his party, which doesn't bode well for GLBTI. Um, You've got, um, you know, sort of Labor breathing down their neck. It's not exactly... um, 
if it's um, not a majority, gosh, very tight stuff. And, of course, Senate's still working itself out. But, look, it's um, pretty much played to predictions overall. Close. Liberal looking more likely at this stage. Coalition, to be precise. But what um, does it all mean? Well, for GLBTI, when... uh, in 2013, my people asked me, well, do you think we'll go forward or backward? And, well, being non-binary, I had to say, no, we're just going to stay where we are, which I think under Tony Abbott was pretty much the case. Turnbull, well, I don't really think he'll be able to claim that he suddenly now has a mandate. He's under pressure from the right wing. Now, what does that mean for LGBTI? We've got these rumblings of a conservative movement or at least an outright breakaway conservative party. That's... Um, you know, and they they are the ones splitting the party if they go and do that. But they'll, of course, blame Turnbull. He'll want to try to somewhat appease those extremists. How do you appease extremists? Someone once said to me, can't you, uh, you know, a bit ex- extreme, exaggerated here, but can't you LGBTI people sit down with these religious people and work it out? How do you talk to people who don't even acknowledge our existence? Well, some of those people are, by and large, are in the federal coalition. They're going to be influencing government for yet another three years, regardless of who's prime minister. Um, so I think we're going to, if it is a coalition government, or we end up with it, whether majority or minority, particularly if it's supported by Bob, there's 0.1 of 1% of my electorate's gay. And yes, that's the people the people running the cafe down the street, dude, Bob Catter. Well, I think we could be in for a spota bova, as a friend of mine, for some reason, used to say. So interesting times ahead. Um, you know, um, what um, will um, happen, uh, I think, is um, interesting because the coalition, and I'm going to talk about this in the next um, one of the rest of the show, the rate of movement on trans young people, for example, I want to talk about those in detail um, during the show, absolutely amazing, all sorts of issues. They're going to look a bit outdated if they don't um, get quacking on some of these things and uh, make a move. Um, what, is, what else does it mean for other issues? Well, I mean, you know, for human rights and social justice, I don't really see a lot of progress for other things, you know, reform of all sorts. Was the Medi-Scare campaign a Medi-Scare? I don't know. I'm not um, into that sort of thing enough. I can't say. But will it mean a f- overall a more fair and equitable Australia to if we do end up with a coalition government? Hmm, hard to say. So lots going on um, in the Australian political scene. Um, We'll still have to wait and see. And, of course, the Senate's going to be interesting because it would look like Labor, Greens, um, you know, Greens would have a a big sway in it. And if it's a coalition minority or majority in the reps, they've still got to try to find a way to work with the Greens. Now, the Greens, whether you, you know, like it or not, have tried to play their cards carefully in the lead-up to this election so that they can work more comfortably with a possible, even probable, coalition government. Um, some people would say they've sold out or whatever. That's you know impossible, but the coalition will have to work with the Greens as well as everyone else in there. I mean, I think Pauline... Ha- well, on the other hand, then they'll be squeezed, if you like, by Pauline Hanson and others. Um, Darren Hinch, pretty much locked in. Um, as I mentioned last week, he's pretty solid on GLBTI issues, which is... Um, reasonably cool, but um, yeah, um, interesting to see where we go from there. If you've got thoughts on where we're heading, um, well, um, have a send them in to me. 
use all the usual ways, means of communication, um, out of the pan855 at gmail.com. Um, text in 61401078981. You can tweet at Sal Gold Setso, and that's the bottom line. We've got to talk about John Cena um, <laughs> coming up as part of the news of the week. Any excuse to talk WWE, but this one actually fits in genuinely with the theme of the show. Um, and you can look for me on Facebook, um, Sally Goldner and 3CR out of the Pan 855am. And that's one of the ways you can be listening to 3CR on 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. And right now, well, in terms of Australia's political um, situation, it's a bit of a journey. Tommy Emanuel's got an instrumental that um, tunes into that. Absolutely. 3CR, you're on Out of the Pan with Sally. And on 3CR 855, get your slice of local film action every Thursday at 11am. For half an hour, get a dose of what's new. And who's who in the art of film. Join Annie and Muhammad for Showreel on Thursday, 11am, 3CR 855 on your AM dial. See you then. or donate online at 3cr.org.au and we'll be at your side forevermore. more. 3CR 855am digital 3cr.org.au Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan a show covering pansexual issues knowing no boundaries of sex and also on demand for a week after the show if you miss it on its original broadcast between noon and 1pm Sundays. Heard prior to the messages, um, someone you've got to love if we're talking about showing your love. The very best of Tommy Emmanuel and I give full consent for people to play air guitar. You can play air drums or do um, air, I think it would be fair to say, indigenous instrumentation um, in relation to that track in there. Um, the journey from the very best of Tommy Emmanuel, which um, was released in 2001. Gosh, that was the very best up till that point of about 12 years. Um, and hey, look, um, anyone who um, gets Glenn A. Baker to do liner notes for an album, as far as I'm concerned, um, that puts them um, in there um, without, um, without, um, without question. Um, so yes, um, the very best of, but, um, as Glenn A. Baker says here at the end of his liner notes for this, um, compilation, but I might just add the words, the very best so far agreed on your Tommy. Um, I've got to say, well, <laughs> Glenn A. Baker reminds me many years ago, I'm in honour of the late 
Joe Cocker, I did go to a Joe Cocker show, and walking out together was Glenn A. Baker, Molly Meldrum, and Billy Pinnell. I mean, uh, that's rock. That's you know, rock holy trinity. Um, and they, and if they, if they're going to go to a show, well, as far as I'm concerned, it's got to be good. Well, something else that um, we know. Well, it's good that we see younger trans people coming out. Um, I often say that, um, you know, um, on a number of levels, it's great. First of all, you can get on, deal with the gender stuff as quickly and safely and carefully. I think is fair to say as possible. Um, that's a good thing. And then you can have the, be your gender identity and or expression and or body, get on with your life and then have, you know, be the career you need, relationships, finances, everything else. It's done and dusted. Get on with your life as quickly as you can. Um, what isn't so good, unfortunately, is the current legal situation in this country. And I wanted to run through this because I think it's really important. No one's fault that in the 1990s, there was a totally non-trans related case on body modifications to minors that said anything that involved major body modifications to minors had to go to the family court. And when the puberty delaying medication, colloquially called puberty blockers, emerged in um, Australia in the early 2000s, um, after people heard about it in the Netherlands where it started, um, unfortunately, it was realised that People wanting this at that point, hold that um, three words for just a second, um, needed to go to the family court to have what the doctors were saying and health professionals were saying quite um, with all good consideration, rubber stamped. A lot of time, a lot of cost, a lot of stress. Now, at this point, these two parts, uh, there's two parts to this process. Puberty blockers, or stage one as they're called, come in. Um, at the time of physical puberty, we'd say roughly 12 or 13, give or take, might be 11, might be 14, um, depending on what's happening for the young person in question. And so the problem is if someone gets to that point where suddenly then they disclose to parents, health professionals, I'm trans or gender diverse, and you know there's a huge backlog, it takes time to prepare everything, puberty's already kicking in and the puberty blockers have less effect, particularly if it means going through a court case. And it seems pretty weird that, um, according to all the reports I've managed to get, it's $30,000 legal cost for the pubic to go to the family court. And that's a pretty humongous amount just to rubber stamp a piece of medication. And it's also, gosh, it's got to take up the family court's time. Dare I say with tongue wedged firmly in cheek for just a second, those heterosexuals with the 50% divorce rate, that's got to be keeping the um, um, family court pretty clear. But I suppose if we want marriage equality, then... Gays and lesbians are going to line up and bisexuals and anyone who's not MNF by birth certificate will line up to do the same. Seriously, what a pretty big waste in a way of family court resources. They're packed out. They've got um, all sorts of other things to deal with. Now, to um, a brave parent and child in 2013 challenged the need to go to the family court for stage one blockers, as they're called, saying, well, um, it's not a permanent change to the body. It's not modifying the body. If someone comes off it, the puberty blockers wear off quickly, their puberty will resume, nothing's changed. Family court said, yep, that seems fair enough. Also, a good change at that time was the possibility of a guardian being able to intervene if parent or parents or other guardians were not supportive, um, which the family court, of course, has always been about in um, couples separating. It always has acted in the best interests of the child um, as been its priority. 
think it's stage two, as it's called. Um, I will use the language irreversible adult hormones. Um, is still subject to the family court, taking up time, cost, stress. The health professionals have at, um, at the various children's clinics, um, the one in Melbourne being the Royal Children's um, Gender Dysphoria Clinic, have to write up reports, um, put them into a more legalistic format. Gosh, they've got enough people to see the... It's worth noting that in terms of the young people, um, for about 2002 or 2004, there was one case a year of this happening. Now it's 250. So it's a lot of time. And the thing that people say, well, hang on, could someone get it wrong? How does a young person know? Which don't get me started on that second thing. The success rate for young people is perfect. You know, um, we've learnt a lot from the adult situation. It's a very thorough process. People check carefully. So really there's no need to go through this process for either stage one or stage two. The good news, of course, this week um, on Late Line on Tuesday night um, was the Chief Justice of the Family Court, Diana Bryant, speaking unequivocally that this needs to be changed so it can be easier. And earlier this year, and unfortunately this got sadly a bit swamped at the time of the very negative stuff going on with safe schools back in uh, mid-February, from memory it was the um, fourth Monday or so in February, a whole group of young people and families went up to Canberra for the Parliamentary Friends of LGBTI meeting and there was at that point huge cross-partisan support for um, reform into, in terms of whatever law needed to be changed to get rid of the puberty blockers process, get it out of the family court and make it totally medical like everywhere else in the world. Much needed, hurrah. Unfortunately, um, now things, the federal election, regardless of result, got in the way. Still waiting to hear what would happen. But at that point, um, look, I'm no George Brandis cheerleader on either Attorney General or Arts, but got to hand it to him. He was supportive, good, good stuff. That's good. Labor, Greens, Andrew Wilkie, Kathy McGowan, um, of course, all back in there in the same way, all supportive. That's pretty cross-partisan. I think everyone can see that this is just you know, an unfortunate case of bureaucracy getting in the way of common sense, if you like. Um, so we hope that this can happen. This is a major time cost and stress impediment for young people and their families. As someone who co-facilitates a group for family members, um, you know, the stress that um, the family members talk about of having to go through the puberty blockers situation is incredibly difficult. Um, I should point out that if you need support um, as a family member, three groups exist. There's um, parents and friends, of ge- parents, sorry, of gender diverse children, um, which is a great group. Transcend um, is there and the group that I co-facilitate. Um, I have some news on that in the next few weeks. Um, Trans Family, which meets in person and is welcome for all family, um, partners, parents, friends, allies. And we've had pretty much everyone had a grandparent a few months ago, which was just wonderful. We've had partners, um, supportive um, um, adult um, adult children of older adult trans people. And that's if you the parents need a space, that's a good space and transcend and is for both the younger people and their parents. And of course, why gender um, exists for um, 14 to 25-year-old trans and gender diverse people. There's also, I should add, the trans and gender diverse 
anxiety and depression discussion and support group. I think I've, I think I need to get the coffee out and come up with a shorter name for that. Um, that's run by Transgender Victoria, um, which happens twice a month. Um, so there is lots of support out there, but we could get rid of this stress pretty easily. And I hope that regardless of the election result, that there is still that cross-partisan support. Move it quickly. I think it can be done. There's lots of um, support from all the health professionals, from legal people like Human Rights Law Centre and trans people. This is one of those hashtag get it done. But great to see the support of um, the Chief Justice. Let's just all put our little pea brains together with a bit of caffeine and do it. Do it for the young trans and gender diverse people. And I've got to say one last note. I feel very warmed and catharsisized when I see younger trans people coming out. And I know it's been tough this year with safe schools and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, when I see a young trans person come out, and I knew probably three tra- out trans and gender diverse people under 25, 10 years ago. Now we've got young people and their parents standing up at the rallies. That just happily blows my mind. I mean, it's very heartwarming, very cathartic. Overall, when we see that, we know we've got to be going in the right direction. So a big woohoo to young trans people everywhere. And of course, during the week, we had the great story of Abby down in Launceston in Tasmania going viral on YouTube. Um, and um, just being so um, transparent and authentic is just wonderful. Congratulations, Abby, to you and your supportive family and to all the families out there um, supporting, well, particularly the trans people of minor age, but really to thank you to all the allies who support trans and gender diverse people. You're a very important part of our journey. I'm having a bit of an all-Australian music day today on Out of the Pad. Haven't done one of those in a while, just felt like it. Because we can, we like to support local artists. And, well, there's one who we've supported on this station for a long time and I feel like he's part of the family, given that he has a little message that we sometimes hear. Paul Kelly from probably the album that broke him um, massively back in 1987, The Double, as it was then. Here's a track that I always liked, which features such great guitar work from all of Paul Kelly and, as they were then, The Coloured Girls and The Execution. 3CR, 855 AM digital and on demand. Out at the pan with Sally. 3CR, 855am, digital3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. And wow, um, um, I've got to say, of course, I mean, what's the old saying in Australia that all beer's, all beer's good and some's better than others? But, um, well, you could almost say that about Paul Kelly songs. Um, all Paul Kelly songs are good and some are better than others. I, that one... Just listening back to it again, even, oh gosh, I've heard it so many times since it was first released on the Gossip Double um, release. Um, well, it was an album back then when we had vinyl CDs. Now, of course, it's a double CD. The music on that just cooks so well, the, the climactic work of all the the main the players on it. Paul, of course, on vocals and guitar. Um, Steve Connolly, sadly missed, on Stratocaster and vocals. Michael Barclay on drums. Um, John Schofield on bass in particular, just absolutely rocking out there, um, all working so well. Um, I mentioned Billy Pennell earlier. I've got to say that once, um, back in the days when Billy was on FM radio, I think that's the best way to put it, and I, he used to say, send in your top 10 guitar favourites. I actually put that one in there. I just think that is just done so well. Paul Kelly, in my best butch voice, hashtag legend. Anyway... Someone who else is a bit of a legend? Um, well, according to some people, um, in terms of 
how he performs in the ring. Some people might say, well, you don't want to see him. You can't see me. Well, no, you can't see Sally Godner because I'm on radio and we're not doing webcasting. Um, what is it? This is a face for radio, but you can't see John Cena. Well, you can. And during the week, I know if I mention 4th of July and 3CR, people are probably going to go, what? This one, I've got to say, was one of the better ones and was I've also got to mention. Um, put I was put in touch with this by the Fab Jade Star, a trans woman musician extraordinaire who's currently living in America. Why, you might ask. You might find out soon on Out of the Pan. There's a hint. But she alerted me to this. It's John Cena's 4th of July video. Now, it doesn't mention World Wrestling Entertainment anywhere. It's for the Ad Council. We are America. Love has no labels. John Feach, John Cena. He must have obviously, I think, would have done it with the clear approval of World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. And um, so, um, wow. The um, we are, hashtag We Are America campaign featuring John Cena. And the script for this um, is just enormous. He's, um, patriotism. There's a word thrown around a lot, um, etc., there's more to patronism, as he says, than flag sequined onesies and rodeos and quadruple cheeseburgers. Um, and in particular, if you're vegetarian, I suppose you're not going to have a cheeseburger anyway. Um, but seriously, patriotism is a love for country, not just pride in it. I think that's pretty good for starters. What is it we love? It's more than just a huge rock full of animals like cougars and eagles. It's the people. He goes and goes on to say, do me a favour, close your eyes for a second, picture the average US citizen. Um, chances are the person you're picturing right now looks a little different from the real real average American. 319 American citizens, 51% of female. So there's a start. Then 54 million are Latino, 40 million senior citizens, 27 million are disabled, 18 million um, are dis- uh, It then goes on to say 18 million are disabled in this script. 9 million are lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, more than, more than an entire amount of people who live in the state of Virginia. Three and a half million are Muslim, triple the number of people currently serving in the U.S. military. Um, Wow. Half the country belongs to minority groups, lesbian, African-American and bi and transgender and Native American and proud of it. I've got to say, um, well, to quote another favourite wrestling icon, Jesse the Body Ventura, um, wrestler, announcer extraordinaire and later governor of Minnesota, I'm impressed and I don't impress easy. And there were a lot of wrestling fans um, who are GLBTI and GLBTI allies who are damn impressed. And some who say, I don't like the guy in the ring or his in-ring persona, but I've got to hand it to him for that one. And also on Monday Night Raw, the main um, weekly, one of the two major weekly shows for WWE, it was the 4th of July and he brought a young person experiencing illness into the ring. He kind of handed it to the guy, but from an LGBTI point of view, that Video, well, that's another blow away, happy blow away, if you like. Absolutely sensational. And, you know, you've got to hand it to them. And, you know, and the message on diversity is right on the money. So, um, John Cena, um, your slogan might be, you can't see me, but, well, we wish more people could see you and your video and watch it because it's just so right on the message, right on point. Everyone's diverse. Everyone's got something to offer, obviously, you know, it would be different if it, someone in Australia had done it. Um, you know, we would be talking about our original inhabitants and not so much Native Americans and so on. But, you know, pretty much on the money. So that, well, let's say that's a pinning combination from Mr. Cena. 
um, his hand's raised in victory with the big gold belt in the other hand. Um, you've got to give it to him. So um, absolutely well done um, to um, the champ. The champ is here. Um, good one, John. Um, great to see. All right, let's keep the Australian music rolling. And always loved this album. It was an early-ish Black Sorrows album, first released in 1987. Must have been a good year. Same as um, Paul Kelly's Gossip. And, well, nothing mysterious about this second track on the, um, the Black Sorrows Dear Children album, Mystified. 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Hello, this is DJ Labcat, and you're listening to 3CR 855 on the AM dial, also on your digital radio and on 3cr.org.au. Support your local community radio that supports you with local politics, local music, local poetry, local love. This love is not for sale. The annual World Goa Day is at the Springvale City Hall on Saturday, August the 6th. It's a celebration of culture and music, including a buffet of authentic Goan dishes. There will be performances, dances and other activities all starting from 7pm. Cost is $45 and $22 for children between 5 and 10 years. World Goa Day, Saturday, August 6th at the Springvale City Hall. For more information, call Oscar on 0404-848-345. That's 0404-848-345. A 3CR supporter. Make sure on August the 6th that you get going down to Springvale Town Hall. I should have given a pun warning there. 3CR, 855am, digital3cr.org.au and on demand, although the puns are probably not being very highly demanded. Um, Prior to the messages, we heard from the Black Sorrows, um, one of Australia's great musical combinations, Joe Camilleri, of course, on Vox, and um, also so many other great um, musicians on that one, Joey Vincent, Nick Smith, Jeff Burston, Peter Luscombe, Johnny Charles on the Dear Children album, Mystified. Um, don't be too mystified um, at the weird puns on this program. Just, I don't know, roll with it or something. Um, so, yes. Um, what else? Um, things what are coming up as um, I reach over and have a look. Um, this Tuesday, the 12th of July, um, we've got two things happening. Being um, TG Meetup at DT's for trans and gender diverse people. Logically enough, um, I suppose you... Well, it could be um, trans goans. I don't know. Um, get going there. But um, seriously, I better not um, milk a bad thing while it's getting worse. Anyway, um, also the Polyvic Discussion Group is on at the Terminus at um, the top of Hoddle Street on Clifton Hill near the railway station. Um, mentioned the Trans and Gender Diverse Anxiety and Depression um, Discussion and Support Group which has to be the longest-named group in queer history. If you think you can come up with a shorter name, um, um, get in contact with this show or perhaps email inquiries at Transgender Victoria. Let's see if we can... I love acronyms. Let's see if we can come up with on trans and gender... Anyway, I'll think about that. Hit the caffeine. Um, That is on this Wednesday evening at um, 7 o'clock in Carlton. And then Bent TV, of course, Friday night at 10 o'clock, back after being, well, 
count, counted out for the boxing or something a couple of weeks ago for the Kingsters provocation. Um, and that just about gets us through to the end of the week for um, the things what are happening in the community. Um, what else is happening in the community? Um, yeah, so lots happening for trans young people. Um, and as mentioned, John Cena out there. Um, yeah, tricky times um, around the world. Um, I've got to say also, I know what I was going to talk about, connecting people. A great story that's emerged um, in the last couple of weeks is of excuse me, a young Japanese trans man who couldn't quite settle himself um, in a way, needed a role model, needed a sense of connection. Turned out this young man loved comics and turns out there's lots of trans characters in Japanese comics and that's how he found a sense of connectedness, support, strength, self-esteem, etc. And I think that's really important um, that sometimes, yeah, people say, oh, you know, we should move beyond identity. I don't agree with that because we don't tell heterosexuals to move beyond identity. In a way, maybe they already are, or for that matter, of course, cisgender people um, don't have to. And I think that when we can hold space for the person as a whole, including their sense of gender identity, sexual orientation, body, everything else, that's a good thing. And I think that um, it leads to a, a major idea. Yes, we need GLB any or all, I'll say of GLBTI+, plus or BRI, as I like to call it, friendly support services. And there's lots of good services um, out there that can do that. And yes, we need to overcome some of the negativities that we face in relation to um, BRI, body, body relationships, identity expression, if, that, if we don't fit in to what society expects on those things. But often it's just in the whole person we are, So, such as this young person, who loved comics. Um, if you're a trans person who loves films, you know, we now, of course, have Lily and Lana Wachowski, amongst others. Um, my favourite story of a sense of connectedness is Lynn Conway. Um, known about this situation for since the late 90s, Lynn was someone, this emerged later on, um, the full story. She was someone in, who in the late 1960s, as we'll say, her presumed gender identity at birth. She was recorded male at birth, presumed to be male, was working at IBM um, as in terms of computers and created was part of a, a team that created a major breakthrough in supercomputers that you know, we've all seen those photos of 1940s and 50s computers that filled a, a small room and helped us started moving towards desktops, laptops, and now to these hopefully allegedly smartphones that we have today. Well, um, you know, no, of course, she, um, how do we know about this? Lynn, unfortunately, in the late 60s was, after doing that breakthrough, was sadly fired by IBM and, um, and fortunately, luckily, had enough money saved up to have surgery, complete transition, started again, believe it or not, as a data entry clerk at another IT company, naturally got promoted pretty quickly. Um, as her aptitude shone through and um, went on to become a major um, computer and mathematician type person. What happened in 1997 is when IBM declassified some documents from the 60s, um, a reporter looking into this story was trying to get the sort of inside story. Documents, of course, can only tell you so much. 
gets a call one day from Lynn Conway, and he could tell Lynn knew everything. She must have been there. But, of course, Lynn, and no one knows what her male name is and, of course, shouldn't ask, let's say Fred Smith, all the documents said Fred Smith, and people are going, and finally this reporter goes, how come you know so much about this? Your name isn't anywhere in this. And Lynn took a deep breath and said, well, that person, Fred Smith, um, you know, that's me. Um, oh, and that's how she came out and realised it was okay. But what a major piece of genius to have that sort of computer work, um, you know, sort of um, in there. So amazing piece of work for Lynn Conway, one of the great community contributors um, of our time and one of the great role models, I think. So in, in today's language, a geek. But whatever works, whatever taps into you so as the whole person, really important that we have all those things. And that's why I think the more trans stories and intersex and bi and poly, the better, just that says, okay, yeah, we're, right. we're going, doing okay about who we are. We've had some struggles, but getting on the right road and also the whole person. Um, and, and that's at any age, of course. I'd better get out of here, make way for freedom of species, um, take it out today. Um, well, um, it's about lunchtime if you're listening live, um, maybe time for desserts or something. And in the words of Crowded House from the Woodface album where Tim Finn joined Neil and the gang, um, have a piece of chocolate cake. I'm off to get a sugar shot or something myself. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch ya next week. (laughs) 